Good morning. Welcome to the Lord's service to us by way of his name, word, and with his very body and blood. A couple of announcements this morning. Sunday school and Bible class uh, for the fall begins anew today um, at 9.30. Join us in the lounge for refreshments, and then adults head off into the gym for a, studied, a study entitled The St. Peter Option, or to the fellowship hall for a new member class entitled Catechesis for Life. Sunday school children, uh, Kindergarten through fifth grade begin with an opening in the music room. Sixth through eighth graders meet in the school fifth grade classroom, and the high school Bible class meets in the school seventh grade classroom. Please join us this morning in the study of God's word. The church council meets this Wednesday at seven o'clock in the fellowship hall, so please take note of that. Also, we will uh, place our new Sunday school teachers for the new year right after the sermon. We're doing that at 8 a.m. And, and 10.45, so some will be here and some will be in the um, late service. So um, I'll announce that after the sermon for the Sunday school teachers and staff to come forward after the sermon. The service this morning is Divine Service Setting 3. If you would take your green sheet and put it between pages 186 and 187, uh, we will be singing the intro today. And I'll be singing the first two lines, and you're invited to sing that which is bolded there on the green sheet. And then we go right into, off the green sheet, into page 186, the, the uh, glory be to the Father as it's printed there. And you're on your way for the next part of the service and so forth. Also take note that the hymn of the day, we're splitting it up, um, pulpit side, lectern side, women and men, and so forth. Uh, so please take note of that. For those of you who are visiting, the best way to follow along is to put your bulletin in the back of your hymnal. Then you've got two hands to find your way around. Just go to the page indicated on the panel. I believe that's all the announcements I have. Please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you let us kneel for confession and absolution. O Almighty God, merciful Father,
Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. are your works, O Lord, your thoughts are very deep. to God on
the Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, from all who all good proceeds, grant to us your humble servants, your holy inspiration, that we may set our minds on the things that are right, and by your merciful guiding accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the 15th Sunday after Pentecost is from Ezekiel, chapter 33. So you, son of man, I have made a watchman for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked one, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from his way, that wicked person shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, that person shall die in his iniquity, but you will have delivered your soul. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Romans chapter 13. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is an authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For the same reason you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, 
Revenue, to whom revenue is owed. Respect, to whom respect is owed. Honor, to whom honor is owed. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to the neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck than to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come. But woe to the one by whom the temptations come. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven... Their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. For the Son of Man came to save the lost. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than the other ninety-nine that never went astray. So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. This is the gospel of the Lord. I believe in
the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So, is God right-handed or left-handed? I would say left-handed. Dustin, you're a righty. I'm a lefty. Perhaps you think it's kind of a silly question, and it is, but I ask that question in all seriousness today because our readings teach us that the answer is both. Theology, or the study of God's word, calls the civil government and authorities, as talked about in the book of Romans today, as the kingdom of God's left hand, and the church, as we heard in our reading from Matthew today, as the kingdom of God's right hand. Both are his. He exercises authority in both, and he blesses us both in different ways. The kingdom of the left, the civil government and authorities, rule and bless us by the law. They exist to protect us and punish evildoers. They exist to restrain sin by enforcing the law so that there is not anarchy and chaos, so that we can live in peace and order in this world. Now, they don't do it perfectly. They are sinners, too. But murderers and thieves and the like are still brought to justice. We turn to the police and to the courts when we have been wronged or are in need of protection. And we are punished when we break the law. And this is a great blessing from God and how he is mercifully restraining the sin and the evil that seeks to tear our world apart. The kingdom of the right, the church, is concerned about sin too, but in a much different way. For it is not by law and punishment and coercion that the church is ruled, but by grace and forgiveness. The church calls sinners not to justice, but to repentance. She exercises not vengeance, but love. You could say the government deals with sin from the outside, from the outside in, but the church deals with the sin from inside out. God restraining sin by healing our hearts and our minds with the medicine of his word and sacraments. And of course, this is a great blessing too. The greatest blessing, in fact. To have in Jesus a savior from sin and evil that seeks always to tear us apart from God. So God is both right-handed and left-handed. Dealing with sin in both kingdoms for our good. Because contrary to what is often our attitude, God takes sin quite seriously. Like when he impressed upon the prophet Ezekiel how important this was, this was no joke or optional matter to him. What about us? We're sorry when we get caught, when the policeman pulls us over for speeding, when the IRS audit letter arrives in the mail, when our lies don't hold up anymore, when our teachers 
catch us cheating, or when your parents find out that you really didn't clean your room after all, you just shoved everything in the closet and under the bed. But if we don't get caught, that just emboldens us to do some more, which is dangerous because the evil one, the devil, is never satisfied with you just getting away with it. He wants to rule us, to dominate us, to take us over with sin, severing us from others and from God. So God has not only established the kingdom of the left to restrain and punish our outward sins even more, he is concerned with the sin in our hearts. So while we maybe think it's funny to get someone to sin, to poke at them or provoke them or tempt them with our words or our deeds, Jesus says that it's better for us to have cement shoes on our feet and to be cast into the depths of the sea. Or the sin that we think is harmless, our hands doing what they should not do, our feet taking us to places we should not be, our eyes seeing what we should not see. And today we could say whether that's physically or going to places to see things virtually on the internet. Jesus says it would be better for us to hack off our hands and our feet and to gouge out our eyes. But that's not how we think about sin, is it? Which should be an indication just how really sick we are. That we consider rebellion and disobedience lightly. An indication that the disease of sin has been festering and growing in our bodies and our souls. And we don't even realize how bad it is. Just like you felt fine until some, something burst in on you. Or until the doctor walked into the room and said, I have bad news. Yes, our condition is really that bad. And it would be terminal. We would have no hope if getting better were up to us. But surrounding these terrifying and sobering words of Jesus are words quite different. Words of hope for us. For greatness in the kingdom of heaven, as we had heard, that's not something you do, but something that is given to you. Like a little baby brought to the waters of holy baptism. A child who is brought to those waters, a sinner receives God's name. Adopted into the family, the gift of faith, the Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins, and the promise of life everlasting. And every child is dear to our Father in heaven. You are his child. These gifts of baptism are for you too. Not to earn, but to receive you see, God's right hand is not about growing up, but about going down in repentance. Returning to our baptism and receiving like a little child from your good and gracious Father in heaven. Being drowned daily in those waters of life instead of the sea with a millstone around our necks. And then as we heard, your Father has angels to take care of you. And when we wander off and go astray, 
our good shepherd searches us out. Even if you're just one in a hundred, he notices and he cares. He wants no one to perish. So when you and I are called to repentance, caught in our sin, don't get angry or defiant or defensive. Instead, we need to thank God for his word proclaimed to us in love. To call us back to repent and receive his words of forgiveness. As you heard again this morning, your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And they really are. For as we heard Jesus say to his church, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And when we return and gather together with our brothers and sisters in Christ, even if it's just two or three, for greatness in this kingdom is not measured by achievement or age or size or intellect. Wherever two or three are gathered, I am in their midst. And he really is. Not in just some mystical, untouchable, and unknowable way, but in real fleshy ways, here in his body and blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Those are important words. For remember those terrifying and sober words that should happen if a millstone hacking and gouging all of our members apart? Here's the answer. Given and shed for you. The hands and the feet and the eyes of Jesus were given for you on the cross. The millstone that each one of us deserved to be hung around our, our neck is instead placed on his neck. And the fires of hell that he endured so that you never will. Given and shed for you. His precious blood. His cleansing blood. For it is he now who is in the midst of us, his disciples. Did you notice that? These words put us back where we started. Except the child in the midst of us now is Jesus himself. Here he is in the midst for you. He is in the midst of you not as an example, but to forgive your sins and give you life. That's all we really need. And for that end, God uses both his hands his left and his right, ruling all things for the good of you and me to give us life. Protected from sin, but even more, life forever. But both with your Father, your God, Son, and Holy Spirit, he is with us now, and we will be with him forever. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. The congregation may be seated at this time. Would all Sunday school teachers and staff and aides please come forward to be placed for the new year.
Dear brothers and sisters in Christ who are to be installed as Sunday school teachers and staff at Trinity Lutheran Church, a work in which our Father in heaven has great joy. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Beloved in the Lord, you are to assist us, the ministers of word and sacrament, in the instruction of God's people according to his holy word. You are to prepare yourselves for this work by your individual and corporate study of the word of God and the faith drawn from it at, as it has been delivered to us in the small catechism. While holiness of life and obedience to Christ are expected of all members of the congregation, it is especially important that you show yourselves by word and example to be faithful to him in service and Christian devotion. In the presence of God and of this congregation, I therefore, therefore ask you, do you accept the position entrusted to you, and do you promise faithfully to carry out your duties, trusting in the Lord and conforming yourself to his word in accordance with the faith of the evangelical Lutheran Church? If so, then answer, I do. I do. Beloved in the Lord, you have heard the promises of faithfulness spoken by these men and women. Do you promise to support them in their work, to remember them in your prayers, and to work with them to the best of the ability that God has given you, so that he may be glorified and his work be done in our midst? If so, then answer, we do. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I install you as Sunday school teachers and staff of Trinity Lutheran Church and its school, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Almighty and most merciful God, enlighten and strengthen you in your service that you may be good and faithful leaders and teachers to the glory of his name and the salvation of his people. Amen. The congregation, please stand. O Lord, grant to these your people the gifts of wisdom and discretion, kindness and faithfulness, so that they may effectively teach and guide. And grant to all your people a ready willingness to learn. Let the knowledge of your word be preserved and extended among us, so that all may know and praise you now and forever. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go in the name of the Lord, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. The Almighty and most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Amen. Thank you for serving this year as Sunday school teachers and staff. You may return to your places. We'll continue with the prayer, prayer of the church. Let us now pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Blessed Lord, you have promised that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are in the midst of them. Hear the prayers of your people and grant our supplications, Lord, in your mercy. 
Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have sent us pastors as watchmen. Let them be ever faithful in calling sinners to repentance and joyfully announcing your forgiveness to those who heed their warning. We also thank you this day for the faithful work of all of our teachers here in our school, but especially this morning of Trinity Child Care teacher Teresa Duffy. Continue to watch over her, continue to guide her as she is an instrument of your grace to the children you serve. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, because you have made us our brother's keeper, fill us with care for the members of our earthly families and for our brothers and sisters in Christ. Forgive our sins and strengthen us to live so that we owe no one anything except to love each other. We thank you this day for blessings received by Emma Themi on her 99th birthday and the blessing of your love in Christ to Thomas and Tanya Kelly who celebrate their third wedding anniversary. Lord, in your mercy. Righteous God, you give leaders to every nation and people. Grant us good and wise public servants to bear the sword righteously, defending the innocent and punishing wrongdoers. Guard those who protect us, especially our armed forces, police, and firefighters. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful Lord, look with compassion on those who are struggling with illness, grief, loneliness, or any malady, especially the victims of the earthquake in Marco, Paulette, who is critically ill, Ron, recovering at home after a hospital stay, Charles, undergoing medical tests, Julia, recovering at home after being hospitalized with pneumonia, Brad, awaiting kidney transplant, Renee, experiencing dental complications for major surgery, more surgery, for continued management of his illness, Amy, Tim, Benjamin, Bernard, Jennifer, Sharon, Doris, Timothy, Ronald, John, and Mary, all in treatment for cancer, and Dorothy in hospice care. Reassure them of your love, which is like that of the shepherd who seeks and saves the one lost sheep. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, grant that we would receive Christ's body and blood with childlike faith. Let us humbly trust that your forgiveness is poured out for us in this sacrament. May it strengthen us in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Almighty God, because you desire that none of your little ones should perish, and because sin is constantly crouching at our door, we beg you to call us back to yourself when we are tempted to stray. Deliver us from temptation and keep us in the faith. Make us humble like little children, seeing how your Son humbled himself for us and for our salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated for the offering and for the signing of the Friendship Register.
Unto the Lord our God. It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul to life everlasting. Depart in peace. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. O oh God, the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. And we ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled constantly to serve you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.